0: Welcome to episode number 211 of the Engineering Career Coach podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. In this episode, I will be talking with Anne-Marie Walters, a chemical engineer and now one of the global marketing directors at Bentley Systems. We will be talking about Anne-Marie's transition from engineering to marketing and how, as an engineer, you have many skills that you can use across different disciplines and job positions that you need to be aware of. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I am a licensed professional engineer who practiced as an engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So, since then, I've written a book entitled Engineering Your Own Success and have traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, Myself and my co-host Chris Knutson try to bring you information that can help you succeed in every episode. People had their doubts about this podcast taking off, but since inception, we've had close to two million downloads and have been cited by Forbes as one of the top fifteen most inspiring podcasts for professionals. Now, let me tell you a little bit about our guest for today, Anne Marie Walters. Anne Marie joined Bentley Systems in two thousand and four. As a global marketing director, in this capacity, she is responsible for the marketing and positioning of Bentley's solutions and products that address the needs of the industrial sector, including oil and gas, process, and discrete manufacturing and mining industries. Anne-Marie is a chartered chemical engineer and has spent over 30 years in the oil, gas, and process industries. She represents Bentley worldwide, which is great. She has this broad perspective on things, which is what I really enjoyed about this interview. She sat on the board of the Engineering Contractors and Constructors Association between 2005 and 2010 and was the chair in 2009. She's also very interested in representing women in engineering. We're trying to feature more women on our content, which you have seen already if you've been either on our YouTube page or on any of our podcasts or articles. I really enjoyed this conversation with Anne-Marie, which, by the way, is also being published In video form on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash engineering careers. And what really stood out to me about this interview was there was kind of a theme throughout it of having this big picture goal or what Anne-Marie referred to kind of as a North Star in your career. We talk a lot about that throughout this episode and I think you're going to really enjoy it. So let's jump right into it. I'm going to bring you in to this episode with a quote that relates to the episode. A lot of people resist transition and therefore never allow themselves to enjoy who they are. Embrace the change no matter what it is. Once you do, you can learn about the new world you're in and take advantage of it. And that's from Nikki Giovanni. And again, we selected that quote because you'll see another theme through this episode is you don't have to do engineering as an engineer. You can do other things. And that's what we really focus on. So here it is. Now I'm excited to welcome our guest for today, Anne-Marie Walters. Anne-Marie is a Global Industry Marketing Director for Bentley Systems in the industrial sector. Anne-Marie, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach
1: Podcast. Hello, Anthony. I'm happy to be here. So Anne-Marie,
0: before we kind of dive into your career, because it's been an interesting journey, I want to just start by giving our listeners a little bit of an insight as to what you do today in your current role.
1: As you mentioned in your introduction, I'm the industry marketing director for Bentley Systems, and I'm responsible for marketing my company to the industrial users that we have. And those are people in the oil and gas industries, the process and manufacturing industries, and the mining industries, basically. I wanted
0: to talk to Anne-Marie about today. You know There are a lot of different roads you can take in your career path as an engineer. And your background was in, I believe, chemical engineering by education. And obviously now today you're working in marketing. Take us through that journey a little bit, how you went from engineering to marketing.
1: I graduated with a degree in chemical engineering in the UK way, way back then. And I started my career off working, as most chemical engineers do, for a very large chemical company. I was in their engineering department, troubleshooting problems on the, on the plants and things like that. And I also had experience working offshore, commissioning new systems, doing very traditional engineering type of roles. And then I got to a point in my career when, especially with advent of more uh, technology and computing technology, I found myself working, implementing a new computer-based system, a SCADA-based system to help improve the safety and efficiency of the site. And I got interested in in taking that on the road, if you like, and and implementing it for other companies rather than just um, the chemical company I was working for. So my first sort of foray away from engineering, of pure engineering, was actually selling these computer-based systems to other companies for them to benefit in the same way. And then I quickly realized I'm not really a very good salespeople person. I don't really close very well. I like to keep the conversation going and things like that. So that then led me into more of a marketing approach. It got to the point. I also found there's a lot of benefits being in sales and marketing. You're traveling quite a lot. You have very much more varied kind of day, if you like. And I didn't. I wasn't then interested to go back into the uh, troubleshooting on a particular site side of things. I got into marketing quite quickly, and I have had primarily marketing for technologies, uh, computer-based technologies in the industrial sector, based, going from computer-aided design and computer-aided engineering through asset management, asset performance management, using the valuable engineering information that you have about your plant to improve the way it's operated, how both safety and productivity-wise, and then how that then helps the overall company improve their performance, basically. So I've become a sort of advocate evangelist, if you like, for really leveraging engineering content in the business world to improve the performance of assets.
0: Going back to the decision you made at, at one point in time where you said, I want to step away from the engineering. At that time, you got into sales. What was it that really drove that decision? Was it a passion or a desire to go out there with the product? Take us through that decision-making
1: process. I went to an all-girls school. So engineering wasn't at the top of the agenda for, or the curriculum for girls in my all-girls school. And uh, a lot of the teachers were pushing me towards doing science type of careers, particularly teaching. But I grew up in a time when pollution was a big problem. Gas pollution, or, uh, smokestack pollution, river pollution, and I wanted to do something about that. I wanted to have a make an impact. That's what kind of drives me in my career, has been making an impact, in making people do better type of thing. So what drove me into engineering in the first place was looking at how everything was polluted and wanting to take up a career where I could really do something about that. And that's what then guided me towards engineering as a career and then I honed in on chemical engineering. Coming back to what drove me from doing pure engineering on a plant to taking the this supervisory control and data acquisition system, a SCADA system, out to the world was very much that same way. I saw the impact it had on this big, big chemical plant that I worked that I was working on, how it was able to balance energy usage across many different departments and many different processes. And at the end of the day, really, really balanced the amount of energy that was being used so that the company wasn't wasting energy, was reusing energy where it was needed and so on. And I could see a huge, the huge impact. It was also a good system to also help coordinate any safety and emergency procedures as well across this entire very big chemical complex. I saw the impact that these systems were making with the company that I work for, and that's what I wanted to take doing that, I wanted to take that out and and help other companies have the same kind of um, benefit from the same kind of impact of having these systems that balance their energy usage and and delivered such value to them.
0: That's great. And so it sounds like you had a real personal goal in mind. And that personal goal drove you to just figure out the best ways to achieve it, even if it meant going outside of engineering.
1: Yes. I kind of didn't even think about going outside of engineering, if you like. It's always been about how do I make the biggest impact, basically, that kind of thing. So yeah,
0: I'm sure that many of our listeners at some point in their career maybe now have thought about moving away from engineering or the technical side of things. And I think one of the reservations of doing that is, if I want to go into sales or marketing like you did, I'm not good at sales or marketing. I'm good at engineering. So when you made that pivot in your career... mean, I can't imagine that you were a great salesperson because you never did it before. So how did that go?
1: I was quite young at the time. And when you're young, you kind of try things and you go for that sort of thing. I also worked for this large chemical company that had a very good training program. So I think I was willing to do it. I was willing to put myself out there kind of thing and to try this new sales and marketing approach. Engineers are really quite good at solving problems and really get excited about the technical achievements we can make, (laughs) if you see what I mean. And so when you're selling to other engineers, that's pretty good. Initially, I was able to very easily get on with the other people like me. And when you're selling to engineers, they'll get that. It becomes more difficult, and I've learned this over time, when you go up that level to senior management and you really need to understand the business value and understand how that wonderful technical achievement really impact the community in which you live and the the bottom line profitability of the company and so on. That was, if you like, the learning curve for me and also the the thing that then set me into marketing. And I found as I've gone through my career as well, when the engineers are not good at marketing themselves, but by golly, they need to be able to do that. (laughs) I was just thinking about it today. But I mean when I went into engineering in the 70s, pollution was a big issue. Today, climate change is the really big issue and it's the engineers that can really make a difference to this, whether it's developing processes for plant-based foods or getting rid of plastics. It's not going to be the scientists, well, the scientists will be a part of it, but it's not going to be the arty people that do that, but it's going to be the engineers that will make those processes that will improve the world that we live in. So I find myself really looking at not just the wonderful technical achievement, but then how does it really impact? The business, the community, the process, the planet, if you like. And really being able to articulate that is why I enjoy marketing so much, particularly marketing for an engineering oriented organization like Bentley. And we're selling two engineers, basically.
0: What I really like from kind of everything that Anne Marie just said there is artists and musicians, they're going to do other great things that we're not going to do, but engineering professionals. Are going to tackle some of the biggest problems like infrastructure and climate change and things of that nature. But what is interesting to me is if we're focused on those problems, we're going to essentially do whatever we need to do to solve them, even if it doesn't mean we're always doing the engineering, which is kind of Anne Marie's journey here is that if you have that goal in mind that I want to really help with the climate change challenges, I really want to help to improve our crumbling infrastructure in a lot of ways, there may come a time in your career where your company says, well, listen, if you really want to help, you can't do the engineering anymore. We need to put you on the road. You need to get in front of stakeholders. You need to help us drive change in that way. And that's something that I think more than anything, you need to be prepared for mentally, like you said, anne and taking a risk and going after something you believe in.
1: And putting yourself out there. I know I've worked with the oil and gas industry my entire life and things that I grew up also with nuclear power big time. And those are probably the pariahs of the world. You know, everyone thinks of plastics, as being bad and oil leaks being bad and nuclear power, oh goodness, you know, oh God forbid these days. But at the end of the day, they are processes that improve, you know, chimneys belching out black smoke. We no longer have polluted rivers. Those problems have been solved and so on. And engineers are constantly improving processes and improving the way energy is used, the way um, emissions are uh, reduced. And now that reducing carbon emissions will be, is a big focus. And engineers will always solve those kind of critical problems. Look, electric cars, they they came from good engineering processes and so on and so forth. Being able to market the value of engineering information and the value of engineers. I want to do a PowerPoint for children, which sort of puts engineers down as the heroes. They're the ones who will stop, who will, will, will identify whether before a disaster might happen, how to stop that. How to prevent it and how to
0: solve a problem when something has happened. And on the flip side, Emery, if we go back to what I asked you about before, I think there's another side that we can look at it from. You know, I asked you about the idea of if I'm an engineer and I want to try something different, like sales or marketing, I may be really nervous and it might stop me because I'm, I don't feel comfortable with those skill sets. However, all my engineering knowledge, if I'm selling and marketing engineering products, services, initiatives, I would imagine that that could
1: also be a great advantage. Indeed, I found that way. You can understand how the technology is being used and how best to use an engineering sales or marketing person really understands the end user and what they're trying to do and what they're trying to achieve and how they should get and how they go about it so that you can actually enable the client to make the best use of the products in the best way because you understand the role that they're playing and the job that they have to do and so on as an engineer.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really important point. I mean, I experienced this myself at the Engineering Management Institute. We do a lot of management and leadership training for engineering organizations. And because I went through an engineering career before I did this, a lot of times companies will say, we want to hire your company because we know you've been through the ranks and you can connect with engineers in your training program. So the point I'm making here is it's kind of one of those things where you might think like, well, I can't really do sales or marketing because I'm an engineer and I don't have those skills. But at the same time, What you do have may help you really may be much more valuable than what you don't have. You you can learn the sales and marketing. You can go to training, like Anne Marie said. Whether it's your company or outside training that you can find. But someone who's a salesperson that's never been an engineer, it's very difficult for them to understand the technical processes, the steps to project management, all of those things. Which is why I think often you find people with experience like Anne Marie that have the
1: technical first and then the sales and marketing. It can be a great advantage. It can indeed. You've been there, done that, you understand the challenges, you understand the processes, you understand the steps, you understand the way the engineers are thinking as well, in order for them to be able to make, get the most out of whatever it is that you're selling to them, basically. And then they get the best value.
0: It's really like a value add for your clients and customers because of that. Emery, you've been with Bentley Systems now, I believe, for around 15 years or so. As we said earlier, you're doing marketing in the industrial sector for them. Where do you go from here in your career? What are some of the goals you have or what are some
1: things that you hope to accomplish? One of the things I've been involved in for many years and continues to be involved in is all of the standardization efforts within the world of engineering data. I can see myself getting more involved in kind of really driving some of the IT standards and continuing and IT and engineering standards and bringing the worlds sort of business operations, up, especially in today's world of sensors being on everything, that kind of thing. We call that operational technology, bringing those technologies together with engineering technologies, together with enterprise technologies. So really driving forward the acceptance and the development of standards for the world of engineering data in my industries, so I that's an area that I'm getting more and more engaged with and, and the benefits are coming through. I've been engaged with this for a while. Standards processes take a long time, as it were. Another thing I, that I feel very passionately about, my children are quite grown now, but uh, being able to encourage young people into engineering careers and particularly encourage women In developing their careers and advancing their careers. We still suffer, especially um, in the engineering and construction worlds in which I work at. We have quite a few women in university and so on now doing engineering way more than I had when I was at university, but they're still not filtering through and staying with their careers and filtering through into management. So being able to get involved with programs and mentor women through their careers as well, that's something I feel very passionately about. And just encouraging kids into science and technology careers. I think we're at another crossroads again. I I was a little bit late for the excitement of the landing on the moon, space travel type of thing. (laughs) And for most of my career, becoming an astronaut or, or having that kind of encouragement was not really part of my growing up, my development. But now with the SpaceX programs and the regeneration of, of what one can do with those kind of frontiers, I think that's really exciting for kids to, and science and technology again. So for me, what I want to do is do much more encouraging of kids and young people into science and technology careers and women in terms of mentoring their, in their careers to achieve uh, top management positions.
0: You're very energetic. You have got a very upbeat kind of personality about you. Is that attributed to the fact that you're really clear on of what you want to accomplish? Or is that just you?
1: I've always been pretty goal oriented if you like. Like I said at the very beginning, I'm motivated by making an impact. I'm not motivated particularly by how much I'm paid or how I am in the hierarchy of management, that kind of thing. But I'm much more motivated by the impact I can make and by the value I can bring. That's what keeps me focused. That's what keeps me my focus on my goals. And like I say, if I can make an impact in in young people's lives and, and an impact on career of women, then that would be great, doesn't it matter?
0: All right, once again, we're talking with Anne-Marie Walters, Global Industry Marketing Director for the Industrial Sector for Bentley Systems. We're going to take a quick break and come back with Anne Marie and wrap this up with our take action today segment and kind of give you kind of one piece of advice to leave you with. Stick with us. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show where we're going to wrap up our interview with Anne-Marie Walters of Bentley Systems. However, before we do that, I do want to remind you about a special offer we have going on right now. We are building a new diagnostic tool called the Current Management Abilities Potential or the CMAP Diagnostic Tool. What this tool is, is very simple. There are plenty of assessment tools out there to help you build your skills, whether it's a disk assessment or Myers-Briggs or things of those natures. But none of them were really built for engineering professionals. So we embarked upon a journey a few years ago. We hired an outside data analytics company. We surveyed thousands of engineers. and We tried to understand what really makes great engineering managers. And we were able to distill it down to four key drivers. So we've taken these four key drivers and we've built a diagnostic tool around them so that you as an engineering professional can measure your current potential As an engineering manager, stacked up against the great engineering managers of the past, and now before we release the final version of the tool, we're running a case study to test the tool, tweak the tool, and the case study will be done in a 360 format. So, if you want to participate, we're taking up to 200 managers right now at no cost to you. Simply email Betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Again, that's Betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org, and let her know that you want to be part of the CMAP case study. Betty will set you up so we can very easily have your reports assess you, your supervisor assess you, and you assess yourself and we'll be able to generate a report for you. All you have to do to qualify is to be a professional working in the engineering industry and manage at least one individual. So once again, give us a shout at Betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we will set you up as part of this case study. All right, let's jump into our Take Action Today segment. All right, we're back with Anne Marie Walters from Bentley Systems. We're going to wrap this one up with our Take Action Today segment. And Anne Marie, you talked a lot about having a goal in your career, kind of a big, big goal to look forward or move toward. I've heard people refer to this before as like a North Star that you're kind of moving towards, regardless of what gets in your way. And I think that that's a great takeaway for people. What would you say for someone who doesn't have a goal like that, doesn't necessarily 100% clear on where they want to go in their career? How can they? Think about that. How can they move towards something?
1: I think if you feel like you are stuck in a rut, you're constantly doing the same thing, you can't seem to progress out of the department you're in or what have you, I'd strongly encourage you to look at the stepping outside, totally outside of that engineering path and look at what you can do in terms of some sales, a sales role you're probably the person that really knows that technology really well, and you'd be surprised how valuable that is to end clients in terms of getting that that knowledge and that and that experience in terms of from a sales perspective. and if you don't feel like you're really a salesperson, then maybe get into proposal side into marketing for your company, uh, product marketing perhaps, but particularly proposals, consulting that kind of things. So look where you can use what you really know. And just look a little bit outside of there into, um, outside of that rut into different career paths and, and ask your manager and go for it.
0: I interview a lot of successful professionals through our podcast. And one of the things that a lot of times people say to me is, you know, I took a risk or take risks. And you mentioned that earlier. It was kind of a risk when you made this decision to go outside of engineering. And I think what's really important takeaway here for this take action segment is you can have a goal, but sometimes to reach it, you're going to have to try to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. And Kind of what I just heard Anne Marie say, which I think is really important. I want to reinforce is in order to be able to do that, don't just focus on your shortcomings, which we often do, right? When we're going to do something new or something different, we always say, oh, man, you know, I'm not good at this. In fact, like this just happened to me at home this week with my son. He's going to like a soccer camp and he's not really like his best sport, but it was, you know, the camp that was available and he likes to run around a lot. So put him in it and he was said to me, like, I don't know, like, I'm not good at soccer. I'm not good because of this, because of this. But instead of thinking about those things, we need to think about What are our strengths in the area that we're getting into, right? The fact that we have all the knowledge behind this product technically, so we're going to be able to sell it to people because we're going to be able to really let them know what works and how it works when they ask those questions. And I think that that can push you over the kind of the line there to help you to take that risk. Because I think what happens with most of us is we don't take risks just because we can't get ourselves to actually do it. Like We just stop. We know it's good for us, but we just can't do it. So Anne-Marie kind of sharing some of her wisdom and her own experience with us here will help you to be able to push yourself outside of your comfort zone because I think that that's where real success happens. So Anne-Marie, you're very busy. I really appreciate you taking some time to come on the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, share this advice. And also thanks for all you're doing with STEM and promoting women in engineering because it's something we're passionate about here as well
1: and i really appreciate your time on that thank you anthony i've enjoyed the podcast with you thank you
0: all right well i hope you enjoyed the conversation today with anne-marie walter she was awesome she had a lot of energy and i love that whole premise of really having a big picture in your career and not being afraid to make some transitions and take some risks i think it's something we all need to do throughout our careers quite frankly We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions on the episode. You could visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Look for episode 211 of the Engineering Career Coach podcast. And there you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. And don't forget to check out our upcoming live webinar for the month at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering career endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.